Welcome to Tech Uncorked. I'm Dean Gratton. And I'm Sarah Jane Gratton. And together we explore a new world of technology and innovation. With lively discussion and some great interviews. I used to work as a columnist for a newspaper in Huntingdon. And this is going back, gosh, how many years is this going back? As old as I can remember you. Yeah, a long time ago. Oh, it must be 25 years at least. 25 years. So the internet was there then because I would always email off my my column to the newspaper. And sales of properties using technology in those days was was a relatively new thing, but it was happening. All the, all the, all the properties were advertised in the local ranks. Oh, they were all in newspapers. Everywhere you went, locally. Yeah, that was the that, place, that was the place to advertise place, properties. Yeah. And of course the newspaper, I naively... Uh, didn't realise, well, didn't think about the fact that the newspaper were making money from the agents. So the last thing the newspaper wanted was to promote, well, let's scrap doing it in the newspaper and let's do it online. Well, no, you actually said in your column, I remember, with with the internet, bear in mind this was 97, we only had internet in 95 for the first time. Mm. Then, what did I say in the column well, again? You, yeah, I remember you saying, because of the, at the start of the internet and... Everything's going to go online and we can access information online and all this kind of stuff. You said, oh, the, 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 the paper will no longer be a go-to place for all the properties. Yeah. Everything will go online. And the editor said, I can't publish happy. this. I cannot happy. publish this. This is terrible for business. So that, that's interesting because what we want to talk to you about today is today property sales. Well, people search for property online. And of course, with the pandemic... Viewings, an awful lot of viewings have moved virtually. Virtually now in the cloud, you know, you access information about the property in the cloud and you view property in the cloud. And of course, estate agents—it's not relatively new—but the estate agents now will will take videos of uh, prospective sellers' homes. Yeah, well, I mean that's been going on for a while, but now we're looking at uh, virtual reality, VR viewings, you know, and these give the viewings a new edge. You know, if you've got the headset on and you're inside the house, how great is that? You can be thousands of miles away from a property that you're thinking about buying and get a real feel for the property. So that you feel you can almost touch I'm, it. I'm not sure if I've come across the virtual headsets, but certainly when an estate agent is walking around the house... I think you're right with the virtual headsets. You're going to get more of a encompassing mm. experience. I know Microsoft is um, well, Hololens. Yeah, looking into ways that estate agents and, well, of course, private purchasers not using an agent can can view properties. They're really looking into this as a new avenue for business, where yeah. a photograph gives a certain view of a room. Yeah. And even a video can be slightly restrictive into what you're seeing, but if you're standing in the room... I can walk around it. And can walk around it. You know, wow. Look out of the window. So I know companies like Microsoft are really seeing the potential in this, uh, which I think is really exciting. I'm not sure if you remember, but a friend of ours in Belgium was working with a Belgian company. I think he was, I think he was part responsible for, for creating this product. Developing the software. Yeah, where he could actually... Well, the idea being that uh, estate agents in Belgium, across Belgium, could do exactly what we just said, walk around their house. They would set up points in the house, 3D points in the house, where mm. the, the camera would take it, but then you could actually walk around it. Yeah, yeah, it's so interesting, and I do think that's the future. I mean, what do you guys think? Do you think that we're moving towards uh, more virtual viewings than 
the traditional form of viewings? Do you, is that something you'd want to do? Um, I personally find it fascinating that you can walk around a house, say, in San Francisco, and have a look at uh, the view over the bay from the living room window from your home in Milton Keynes. <laughs> Who lives in Milton Keynes? <laughs> Lots of cows are there, apparently. It's a good place. Don't Round diss. about city. Don't diss Milton Keynes. <laughs> we don't do that. I have friends in Milton Keynes, so no. no. We, we it's a great diss, place. We will diss the roundabouts, though. Great shops, we will. Yeah, the roundabouts, but the, are, I, but the the thing roundabouts is, are not good. I think, as a first instant, the virtual reality experience, getting the feel of the house from a, from a distance, is a great idea. But ultimately, you can't, you can't take away the whole experience when you're actually inside the house. You can smell the house. You can smell the beef. Mm, smell the bread baking in the oven and the fresh coffee. Mm. That was what I was told to do if I wanted to sell That's my so house. Cliche. Yeah, make a pot of coffee and put some bread in the oven or cook, bake some cookies. That, that's how to sell a house. It's that sensory perception that you couldn't get from virtual reality. Yes, it's an excellent point. So I think from a first, from first point of view, to have that experience, I think that's great. But then, I mean, you and I both would want to say, look, okay, great. We'll put this on our shortlist. And then we'll compile a list of houses we want to see. Mm. Mm. And then we'll make, say, let's say, for example, we are going to go to the States. Then we will, say, compile uh, five houses. These are the houses we're going to see. And then we want to see them physically then. We yeah, so with that stage. in mind, the, the sort of the virtual reality viewing is a good first step, isn't it, to make a shortlist? Yeah, well, uh, that's what we do. Yeah. When we look to houses, okay, albeit we did start with the, the, you know, the, the local rag as our first point of contact. Now we've got the joy of the internet where we can look online. Mm. And some mm. some high-end properties will, where the estate agent or the real estate, depends who's listening, will say, oh, look, as part of your package, we can throw in this uh, virtual guide and we can, we can uh, talk through the house and the property and your would-be purchasers wouldn't have to come in and trample all over the house. Mm, well, there's a programme on Netflix at the moment where um, a Parisian agency specialised in luxury properties in Paris and on the outskirts, and they're marketing a chateau, for example, and they, they have a number of really great drones <gasps> flying yes. over. Well, especially if you've got an estate. Well, yeah, showing the ground, showing the pool, showing the beautiful turrets of, of the chateau, um, but equally, any property that has grounds and a pool and something that you want a wonderful aerial shot of, it's made so simple with drone technology this, well, yeah, these days. And, and well, how long drones have been around for? About 10, I don't know, 15 years? Mm. Mm. Well, they've been there, but they've evolved, anyway. you know, and people... Yeah. Anyone right, now can use them. Anyone now can use them. So, of perhaps saying, actually, we don't need an estate agent. We've got a drone. We've got access to the internet. We yeah. can sell our own properties. They can do it themselves. Yeah, yeah. Who needs to spend the 8% or whatever percentage? <laughs> whatever it is. In France, it's down, 8%. Down with the estate agents, I say. <laughs> in the UK, it's slightly less than in France, but um, because... Yeah. You're friends, obsessed with France. I'm obsessed with France, but yes, depending on where you are in the world, estate agents, real estate agents' fees can be extremely high. So will we, with technology ever see the demise of the estate agent? Well, That's a question. Well, no, actually, do, do you know what they need to do? They need to evolve. Like every, you know, future of work and engagement with the pandemic. Um, now we're th- talking about working from home and mm. as we've all of us, most of us have been pushed into that. Well, we have evolved as a consequence. Mm. Companies have evolved as a consequence. And 
uh, estate agents using the virtual realities, using the videos to actually sell the properties and whatnot on behalf of the sellers and so on and mm. so on. Mm. I think they need to evolve. So they need to step up and keep up with technology. Mm. Well, that's, that's really interesting. Savills are investing in big data analytics to actually predict exactly what their clients are looking for. It's a bit big brotherish, if you ask me. Mm. But, you know, people do it with shopping yeah. all the time. If you like this, you're going to like this. And actually generating this sort of uh, tick list, if you like, through what their clients have already seen, gathering information, perhaps where they live, perhaps where they eat, if they like to eat out a lot. But that, that's, I would find that restricted, that data, because that's because once, once you found, so it's okay, this, this particular person has looked at this house, okay, they've used the analytics to, to source that property and here's the best match for you, this is what we think, this is what our data says. Um, I, I think then it's, it's gone, so... Yeah, but it's personalization, and, and it yeah. hasn't been utilized in the state agency yet. But people's and tastes change as well. People's so tastes change, of course. Even if they're in the house for, say, well, five years, and they say, right, they want to move. I mean, look at our tastes, completely changed. They completely changed, but it's interesting, isn't it, that will, in the future, big data be able to make more intelligent recommendations to potential buyers based on preferences? Okay, that, that, that raises, you know what that raises for me? Questions regarding data and its longevity mm. and whether or not data itself has a has a lifespan yeah has a limited that's, lifespan. that's such a good point now we, we talked about buyers and sellers and and so on but what about tenants mm. what about tenants the tenants should have the same experience if if a landlord is going to um, let their property then surely especially in light of the pandemic i know it's all tailing off slightly um, even though the numbers in the UK are huge, I don't understand, but it's apparently there's Delta variant. Anyway, I'm not going to digress. <laughs> but you always do. You started it. So now, yeah, tenants should have the same privilege. And also likewise with landlords. No, they, they fall into the category of buyers and sellers. But yeah, tenants should have the same privilege. They should have the same access to virtual reality as to whether or not that property mm. is, is is rentable for them. Well, investment property, I mean, the way people are buying property as well. Think about blockchain. Hypothetically, landlords could use blockchain to sell portions of ownership in their properties. Why would you do that? Well, think about it. Real estate contracts between buyers and sellers could be done with complete encryption. Blockchain allows that. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I suppose the whole if you like, the food chain of the, the transaction from the buyer to the seller mm. and vice versa. Mm. It's, it's all confidential and complete and secure. Um, I suppose blockchain would be the added value to, to make it doubly ex extra secure. Extra secure and also, you know, doing these remote transactions and knowing who you're dealing with, you have got that legitimacy element there. Using something like blockchain, I think it's the future of investment purchasing, safe, encrypted commercial purchasing. And of course, the um, money laundering, you, you can actually verify where the actual source of... Absolutely. I have to tell you this story. I think this is fabulous. So I grew up in Barry, South Wales. Now, this, this would not happen today, yeah? So there's one chap selling his house. So my father was friends with this, this guy. This is, this is the time when I used to do all the video. Yeah, with my the, father yeah, yeah the wedding videos. The wedding videos. The wedding video years. So, oh. <laughs> they were good days, they were. 
And uh, let's not forget, this is how we met. Oh. I was the uh, cameraman, you were the actress, remember? Anyway. <laughs> Said the story. actress to the cameraman. Yeah. So, now, so this, I can't remember his name, but he, he owned another co- competitor company, but they were good friends, my father and him. And he, um, he was selling his house. And um, he had uh, somebody come around the house one day and said, um, I'd like to buy your house. And had a, a Tesco carrier bag filled with eighty thousand pounds. Oh my god! And said, "Here we are. Here's the cash." And 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 the transaction was done like that. No okay. questions asked. No questions asked. No idea where the money came from. Uh, the, of course, he went through the solicitors to do all the paperwork and the notoriety of the. What did the solicitor say? I, I don't. I don't remember. But <laughs> it just. It all went through. Here you are. Here we are. Eighty grand. Thank you very much. God. But that was cash in a and Tesco bag. That was a lot of money then. Yeah. That that. That was, was a lot of money now. That, that must have been the early eight, uh, 90s, yeah, I think. Yeah. yeah, it's a lot of money now. Gosh. Yeah, so how things have changed, thanks to technology, the way you don't take a Tesco's carry bag these and say, I'll have that house. There we <laughs> yeah. are. Uh, only if we could. And what, are, you know, why Tesco's? But we would, why no. wasn't it Waitrose? Exactly. It was that kind of money. No taste whatsoever. No, gosh. <laughs> Absolutely. Do you hear what we sound like? We're oh, so my terrible. gosh. Um, yeah, so technology is here. It's about to evolve the real estate world. We think it's about to involve investment property. It's about to involve the way that we we rent and um, and, and we purchase well, pretty much anything and everything. Well, look what we do now with um, so the, the the other extension to the whole property purchase is how are you going to furnish your home? And I look at uh, IKEA. I think IKEA and uh, they're yes. made. Yes. And you can actually take those products and actually use an app to actually visualize if your sofa is going to go there mm. or not. But then let's go back to VR, virtual reality for that, to actually be able to see the furniture, oh, yes. walk around, see how it's positioned in the room, maybe even move a table using virtual reality. Oh, it would go great there. Let's try it here by the window. And, you know, to have that, that clarity of vision. And then I can say, I told you that wouldn't go. <laughs> So you would not listen to me. (laughs) So I think that that's another aspect of property. Purchasing, yeah, and and general purchasing that that is evolving so rapidly. Everything's changing. And on that note, we will leave you for this week. There's lots of food for thought there, and we will continue this conversation. Yeah, we'll have the notes and whatnot in in our episode. So yeah, for, for the information, just look that up. Yeah. Until next time.